All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Just a Girl from Cleveland. This is episode 73, and boy, do we have a lot to get into today. Between the Cavs, the newest Antonio Brown story, everything happening in the NFL, including the Browns-Steelers game that we were all subjected to watching, uh, there's there's quite a bit to get into here. Uh, before I get into that, just a quick reminder to please, please leave a review or rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Like I said a couple weeks ago, you can officially now leave ratings and reviews on Spotify, so definitely do that because I would appreciate it a lot. Okay, just going to jump right into it because like I said, ton to get into. Want to start off with the Cavs because um, one of the bigger, more recent storylines was the Ricky Rubio injury, which upset me a lot more than I think I realized it would. I know he's obviously not, you know, the most important player um, on our roster, but I feel like he serves such a valuable role for us. So to lose him for the rest of the season, uh, especially after already losing Colin Sexton, is pretty painful, um, but uh, looks like we are still attempting to bounce back from it with the three-way trade that sent Denzel Valentine to the Knicks and gave us Rondo, which uh, I didn't think about when I was trying to come up with uh, possible trades that we could make to kind of fill that veteran point guard role, Uh, but I think Rondo actually makes a ton of sense to fill fill out this role. Um, As unfortunate as it is losing Ricky, Rondo was great for the Lakers in the bubble two years ago when they won the title. Uh, He and Ricky aren't the same player, but I think he can step up into that veteran role in the same way and kind of help these young guys. We have a very young team uh, and he has a lot of playoff experience and that is where we would like to be. Uh, So hoping that Um, all goes well with that, but I think it was a great move and it really shows how seriously, um, the organization is taking this season that they're not just, you know, gonna fall down and give up that they want to make a run this year and they want to give it a go. And they believe in these guys so much that they're going to make a move that is going to put us in a better position, uh, as we inch closer and closer towards the postseason, which is still months away. Lots can happen, but you know, we're having a pretty good year. So it's nice to see that the people up top uh, feel the same way and are making moves that show they they really feel that way as well. Okay, now to get into the, I would say the biggest storyline in the NFL from this last week was what happened with Antonio Brown. So if you didn't see it, which I'm, I'm sure everyone has seen it at this point, Antonio Brown ripped off his jersey, his pads, was running off the field in the middle of the game doing jumping jacks shirtless and basically quit in the middle of the game. Now there's there's a ton of different stories coming out from probably both camps being Antonio Brown's camp and the Buccaneers camp on why this happened, what he was upset about, um, and the reason he left. And I don't I don't know if we're ever going to know exactly what happened on on who to believe on this, but uh, what I do know for sure is that 
this is not the first time that a situation like this has happened with Antonio Brown. And I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to sit here and diagnose Antonio Brown and say what's wrong with him uh, because I don't know that. Uh, but I do feel like he could benefit from getting some help at this point uh, because this has become a pattern and there's a certain level of personal accountability that has to happen. And I hope he can get the help he needs because uh, that behavior is something I have literally never seen in my entire life. And I'm pretty sure nobody has ever seen in their entire life for a player to just quit on his team like that, a team that's had coming off of a Super Bowl season uh, and has playoff hopes and Super Bowl hopes once again. And to just leave like that is insane. Um, a lot of people are saying they don't think Antonio Brown will play another snap in the NFL, but uh, I feel like I've said that at least four different times probably at this point. Uh, so I wouldn't rule anything out because teams get desperate and if they need some talent, you just never know if someone's willing to take that on at some point. So I just, I would never rule anything out. Uh, there's always the famous phrase, be who you can afford to be. And I think Antonio Brown has been that throughout his career. If he wasn't as insanely talented as he is, he definitely would not have gotten away with the majority of the stuff he has done and his antics off the field and sometimes on the field. Uh, if he wasn't an exceptional receiver, he definitely would not get away with it. But teams and coaches and quarterbacks and teammates are all willing to deal with those kind of things if you're helping win games. And that's just kind of how it goes. It's not necessarily right or just or fair, but that's just kind of how the league works. Um, so I, again, I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up on another roster at some point if he wants to, but, uh, sounds like he's also pursuing a music career at this point with the, uh, little rap that he dropped. So I have no idea where, where things are going from here, but like I said, hope he can get the help he needs because something is not right there with the behavior that we watched on the field that just cannot happen in a game. And I'd be embarrassed if that was my team for sure. Okay, uh, last other NFL topic before I get into the Browns because a lot to say about the Browns right now. Um, the Bengals won the AFC North, which is um, not what I thought was going to happen this season. I was looking back at some of my predictions from uh, preseason, from months ago, even before training camp started, and I was just like pretty sold on the fact that the Bengals were going to be last in the AFC North, so feeling kind of silly now, but you know, just got to call myself out when I'm wrong. Uh, that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase connection is just absolutely insane and is going to be destroying teams for years. The confidence and trust those two have in each other is just unreal. I mean, it is, it's insane to watch. And I'm actually pretty proud of when the Browns played them earlier this year and the way that our, our corners were able to shut down that connection. Pretty impressive. Um, shut, shut it down for the most part, I would say, uh, because that is a hard connection to defend when they have so much trust in each other. It was a weird game against the Chiefs, um, a very strange ending, but at the end of the day, they, they got the win and were able to secure the very weird division this year of the AFC North, and 
I got to give them props for that. It's something we were not able to do. And uh, I'm definitely concerned for the future in this division, uh, having having those guys there and the offense that they're able to to run if they can get Joe Burrow a little bit more protection because he does take quite a few stacks still, which I think that was the one thing I still was right about <laughs> with the Bengals is they still need some upgrades on the off- offensive line because, man, Joe Burrow is, is taking a lot of hits and you don't want to see him get a major injury like he did last season again if, if you're a Bengals fan. So getting him some protection, I'm sure, is on their list for this upcoming draft, which is going to make them an extremely scary team going into the future. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens. You never know. Maybe they'll be like the Browns and their expectations next year will be so high and then they will crumble under all of the pressure. Which leads me in to the Cleveland Browns versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. What an awful and ugly game to watch. It was truly painful. Uh, I was switching back and forth from the main broadcast and the Manning broadcast because I originally just was going to watch the main broadcast because it's a lot easier to kind of focus on the game and watch it. And then I got to a point where I was so frustrated with the game that I needed some interesting commentary from, you know, Snoop Dogg and Roger Goodell and Aaron Rodgers, uh, some of the fun guests they had last night. Uh, So I switched kind of back and forth from it because I needed something to distract me from how horrible we looked as a team in that game. And look, I have a lot to say and a lot to break down. Uh, no matter what I say, there are no excuses for anything that happened on the field that was disgusting and ugly to watch. Many people across the board and the organization are at fault for what happened yesterday. There's a ton of blame to go around, so I'm going to focus on a lot of specific things, but just keep that in mind. I am, I'm not putting anything on any one person. This is a lot more complicated than that. Um, the hardest thing to watch in the game, I would say, was Baker getting sacked, I believe, nine times. Um, and it just kept happening over and over and over again. It was just, it was hard to watch. Um, and it just was a tough, tough, not official end to the year, but, you know, Big Ben's last game wanted to maybe make something happen and end end his last home game on a sour note but we weren't we were not able to do that which was definitely unfortunate I always want to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers every single time and it sucked we couldn't do it but to get into the future of this organization and the Cleveland Browns I'm just I'm struggling with where we go from here guys I really am and I just I have to say I don't think in this offseason, Kevin Stefanski is going to be the one to go or that he is the main problem. I do not think the man who was announced as coach of the year less than one year ago is going to be the one to take a boot in this organization if if someone is. And of course, I would like Nick Chubb used more, but the season was over technically in terms of playoff hopes before the game started yesterday, so I don't have a massive issue with not putting too much mileage on him last night. 
And trust me, I want to beat the Steelers more than anyone. And I'm not saying that's 100% the reason he didn't get all those snaps. But Kevin did mention something about a big, uh, some type of rib injury um, after the game and limiting him because of that. Who knows? But I do think preserving Nick Chubb is a priority, whether you guys agree with that or not. I, I think that is something to be said. We signed him to a couple-year deal. Uh, I think they do want to protect him, and I know what the response to that will be, but Baker's banged up too, and yes, that is absolutely true, but Baker has said this really since his injury happened early this season. He has reiterated this. There are many interviews of him saying this, that he's healthy enough to play and that he's the only one who can make the decision about whether or not to play and that is only up to him. He has reiterated that from the start. So if Baker is medically cleared by the doctors and Baker says he's fine, Stefanski in no world was going to bench him. Baker has always said that the decision is his and you could say, yeah, maybe the the coach should step in, but it's a complicated relationship between the head coach and the quarterback. And if the quarterback is telling you, I am fine, who are you to say that he is more injured if he's telling you his body feels fine? Um, it, do I think Baker is actually fine? No. I think his his injury is definitely affecting his play, absolutely. We can acknowledge that there is some combination of his injury and then also some actual regression and bad decision-making in his play that is affecting what Baker is is doing on the field. Um, but yes, of course, I think his injury is affecting him. I also think Baker has been adamant about continuing to play and thinking that he still gives the Browns the best chance to win. So I can't be mad at Stefanski if he's hearing from his quarterback that his quarterback feels fine, um, or at least fine enough to play. Even with all of that, I think Kevin should be able to rely on not only his quarterback, also his pass catchers more who have dropped so many balls this season. Um, it's insane to think that just run Nick Chubb 200 yards every game is a viable long-term solution for a football team. Running backs already have a short shelf life, and you need to be able to have options in your game. And if you can't trust your quarterback and your pass catchers, then what do you have? That is the league right now. The coach can only do so much when guys are dropping balls all game and Baker holds on to the ball too long. It's tough. I promise you, please go look at anyone who breaks down Baker's tape, and you will see that many times there are multiple guys open on many plays, and Baker is either not going through all of his progressions or simply not seeing those guys, but the plays are there to be made many, many, many times, and then when the plays are made, half the time the guy drops the ball. It hurts me to say this because I have been rooting for Baker, guys. I understand why it's hard to look at the other side of this, of him maybe not being the guy for the Browns because we had every reason to believe that he would improve after last season. But he he has regressed in a few different categories that don't have to do with his injury. And you cannot just blame Kevin Stefanski here. Kevin isn't executing the plays. And like I said, trust me when I say I want this to work. I think Baker's history in football is so inspiring. I've talked on this very podcast about how incredible I think his path in college was to end up being the number one pick in the NFL draft. It's so awesome. Walk on to Oklahoma, to Heisman, to number one in the NFL draft. 
I mean, incredible story, but I think this offseason, Andrew Barry is going to have to take an honest look at whether or not Baker is the best guy for the job. We, we don't know right now who else is going to be out there, honestly. I know there's so much speculation. Every season, it seems there's a surprising story of a quarterback wanting to go somewhere. Who knows? I'm sure rumors will be floating around for months um, as we exit this season, and I'll speculate in the future. I, I have no idea who will be out there right now. Um, I want to reiterate, though, I'm not... I am not excusing Stefanski's play calling at times, but you guys really just cannot sit here and say that there haven't been countless issues across the board with execution. Now, if the rumors from this game that everyone has been speculating on that Stefanski called a lot of pass plays and kept Nick Chubb out on purpose to prove a point about Baker last night, I will say that's not a awesome look as a head coach. But again, if you look at the tape from the game, it's not even necessarily true that Stefanski was putting Baker in a horrible position on all of those plays because on multiple of the plays that he was sacked, there were open guys. Baker hesitated and that ultimately led to a sack. He's got to get rid of the ball quicker and that is not on Kevin Stefanski. Baker needs to be aware in those situations. I know it was James Hudson versus TJ Watt, and that is not a fair matchup. Could they have chipped him more? Probably. But Baker also could have been self-aware of his surroundings to know that he was going to need to get the ball out quicker when you've got TJ Watt on the other side of you, and you got to be faster with your decision-making in those games. That's what quarterbacks are constantly doing, guys. They're adjusting to the game. They're evolving with their opponent and who they're playing and who they have on their side of the field. He knew who he had on his offensive line. Conklin got hurt weeks ago. We know what we've been working with and that there are some gaps and you have to be aware of those things. And if that means your decision making might need to be sped up or changed in different ways, then you have to roll with that. Um, And he wasn't able to do that. I'm really hoping for the best for Baker, guys. I hope he can prove me wrong. I hope his surgery goes well. If the Browns do move on from him. I know there will be other teams willing to give him an opportunity. If we do run it back for a fifth year, I will be rooting for him to help our team succeed every single week, every single step of the way. But we have to be honest about what we watch this season. Nothing is ever just one problem. That's been the theme of the season is fans trying to diagnose the Browns with one problem, but it's never one thing. Our offense has regressed across the board. We've discussed at length that we need to get some receivers that can stretch the field. Definitely gonna address that in the draft. We've talked about the lack of the use of run game at times, even though people do forget that Kareem has been out for literally half the season, which certainly hurt that game plan. We've talked about some gaps that we have in the offensive line. Like I said, part of that's just injuries that are out of our control. Conklin, he he's much more important than I think people realize, but the most important position in this sport is quarterback. That's why the money is getting better and better for quarterbacks because organizations realize that if you find a guy that can be the number one guy, you will be set up for success for years. I mean, of course you need other good guys out there, but Andrew Barry has talked about this at length, actually, and how much he knows the QB is important to the team. There's an article out there that Kevin Clark from The Ringer wrote a couple months ago, I believe it was at the start of the season, um, and he talked to Andrew Barry at length. You should look it up and check it out if you've never had the chance to read it. Just a little deep dive into the brain of Andrew Barry, and I'm going to read one thing he said because I think it's important. He said, quarterback is the most important position in sports. And so for me, as I came up under 
Bill and pretty much every stop, this was the belief. And certainly my last stop in Philly, it's make sure we do everything to support that position first and foremost, because you can do a lot of really great things, but if that position isn't solved and the environment isn't conducive to that player having success, then you're really kind of stuck in neutral. So we're doing everything that we can do to support the quarterback because ultimately that's the position that's going to drive you. Then once we get that environment settled, whether it's on field or off field, then really that kind of transition, you can transition into other priorities. So he knows that if that position isn't settled, you have nothing. Our defense has improved in so many ways. um, And that's great. But if your quarterback position isn't settled and the environment isn't creating a good offense, then you have nothing. And I don't know what's going to happen from here or what Andrew Barry truly feels about Baker or any other quarterback or just the future of the Cleveland Browns at, at that position. But to think that Andrew is just okay with what he saw on the field this season and isn't at least considering what he can do from an upgrade perspective, I think is a little bit naive. Um, Maybe he does want to run it back with Baker for a fifth year and get him healthy and see what he can do next year. And I think that's a fine option too. But to say he isn't considering something, I think that that is naive. I'm personally going to, like I said, wait to just start throwing out which QBs could be potential options because we just don't really know at this point who even wants to come here. I know there's a lot of Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. We don't know if they want to come to Cleveland, so I don't even want to consider those ones yet until we actually know if those are even guys we could get here. Um, but the leaks and rumors were de- will definitely start this offseason and probably in, in the coming weeks for sure, and we'll dig into that as it comes. It's It's definitely about to get very interesting to leave us on a positive note from the game, though, after I just, I don't think I took a breath the entire time I was speaking there because it's just, it's a lot. Um, but for some positive things, I do love our defense. I I don't know how many times I've said this on here, but Greg Newsom is just so locked down. He's so good at getting his hands in there and breaking up plays. Really just fantastic coverage for a rookie, and he's done it against some really good receivers, I mean, with him and Denzel Ward out there, I just have a lot of confidence. And especially, like I mentioned earlier, with that Burrow-Chase connection in our division for a long time, I'd like to have Greg Newsom and, and Denzel Ward out there uh, when we play the Bengals every single time because I think we're going to need those guys out there for, for years to come, and I, I'm happy we have them, and I feel like we're in a good place there. Um, I also think we should re-sign Njoku. I've been on this train for a while, guys. I've been, I have been laughed at in so many conversations saying that I like Njoku more than Hooper. I've been saying it for a while, but I think, I do think I was right. I think Njoku has become more reliable and that's it. Austin Hooper falls to the ground every time before he catches the ball, before it even hits his hands. He's never trying to get those extra yards. And I think that's my favorite thing in any player any offensive player, a running back, a receiver, a tight end. I like a guy who's always going for those extra couple yards. Austin Hooper is always falling down before the ball gets to him and is never really going for those extra yards. Um, I also do like Harrison Bryant. He's he's been a good young tight end for us, only 23 years old. I'd feel good about keeping him around too. I know there's some issues with Hooper and how much we pay him, so I'm not quite sure contract-wise how it's all going to shake out, but I'd really like to keep Njoku around and hope we can get something done with him because he's been 
one of the most reliable guys for us uh, this season in general. Um, I think that's all I have for you guys. I don't want this to feel like it's a hate on Baker session because I just don't like to participate in that. I'm critical of him when I need to be. And there's definitely times, especially right now, that he deserves criticism and there are questions about him, but I'm not going to rip him apart um, as a, a person or a guy who's, you know, led our team for the last couple years because I do, I do find so much of what he's done in his career very inspiring, and I've wanted the best for him, and I have wanted him to succeed more than anyone else. But I'm not going to sit here and lie about um, what I, I've watched this season when there's been quite a few issues, and we can't just yell about play calling all the time when the guys on the field are the ones who need to make stuff happen at the end of the day, especially when the the options are right out there for you. When the play calling gets guys open, it's the quarterback's job to make it happen, and we haven't seen that happen nearly as much as it needs to, especially with the level of, of quarterback play in the NFL right now in general. You got to keep up, man. It's a, it is a brutal league out there, and if you're not keeping up, you're – you're losing your division, so and that's that's where we're at right now. So, um, like I said, hope for the the best for his surgery, and if we run it back with him, I am right here rooting for him, cheering for him. Um, but I I'm also would not be surprised one bit if we move on from him and uh, move forward with looking for other options because we have a great roster right now, and I trust Andrew Barry to do a great job in the draft of you know, getting some receivers that can stretch the field, filling in a couple of the other gaps we have on our team right now. I trust him to do all that. Um, he did it last offseason with our defense, and it was incredible and pretty much nailed everything. So uh, I expect to see that again. And we have a small window of time right now with the roster we have and we got to make something happen because we had we had Super Bowl hopes this year, man. People were picking us as a potential Super Bowl pick, and we didn't even make the playoffs. So it's it's not good. There's clear issues that need to be worked out, and um, hopefully we can do them and come back next year. Definitely lower expectations. Maybe we'll be able to make something happen. But um, got one more game left against the Cincinnati Bengals. A lot of them. Uh, I think we're put on the COVID list today, so I don't know who will be back or what that game's going to look like or who we're even going to put on the field. I know Baker's not playing, said he's going to go get a surgery, so we'll see what's out there. I'm not looking to that to be an awesome game or anything, but um, I'm, I'm grateful for this season still because I just love watching the Cleveland Browns even when it's horrible. I love this fan base. I love talking on this podcast about the Browns. I love tweeting about the Browns. I love writing about the Browns. I love everything about Cleveland football and as horrible as it has been to just not live up to any expectations, I am still just happy to be a fan and happy to be a part of it. Um, and I'm very excited about the Cleveland Cavaliers season now. I don't know why I said Cavaliers so weird there. Very excited about the Cavs season now um, and all the promise there. So something to get excited about in the city still um, and just looking forward to cheering them on. Thanks for following along throughout the football season. I'll, obviously, we will continue as the offseason comes to talk about 
well, first of all, the playoffs and everything happening with other teams in the playoffs. Uh, and then I'm sure all the fire that is about to come in the Browns offseason, I'll definitely be following that as we go along and discussing that. Coming into the new, this new year, I'm hoping, really hoping to start doing more guests. It's uh, it's tough to always figure it all out, but uh, that's one of my goals of the year. So definitely going to plan for some of that. Um, so keep on listening. And as always, go Browns. And, you know, this time we'll, we'll add in a go Cavs.